chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. Advocates and analysts will join us to discuss the ongoing path to reform and legislation. Now, the State of Cannabis, with your host, Dave Inman. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us tonight, we have Matthew Cote, uh, marketing luminary for uh, brands like Bang Chocolate, Auntie Dolores, and uh, collectives Bloom uh, Bloom Rooms, San Francisco, Medithrive. Um, Matthew, welcome. You know, it was interesting. I, I, I was at a, uh, a an announcement for you know the the 2016 initiatives that are are just. You know, uh-huh. starting to pepper the U.S., and I, I love seeing it. And you know what I mean by the 2016 initiatives, oh, you know. Uh, sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, in, in Arizona, we, we have kind of an, an interesting scenario. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, our, our, our medical bill was, was pretty sterile. You know, it was a, a very controlled um, and with, you know, kind of needed to be because, you know, we're, we're one of those states that uh, we, we want our guns. And, you know, I, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm as far as gun rights, you know, I, I think we, we absolutely need them. You know, as part of our Constitution, we need to be able to have our arms. But mm-hmm. off topic, mind you. Um, but we're in <laughs> one of those states that, you know, literally we'll see legislation <laughs> that passed that uh, we should be able to bring a gun into a bar. So, you know, it's it's a, an incredibly redneck um conservative now push those two together and then imagine you know and and then in the desert with the tumbleweeds and and all the other you know just wonderful desert blossoms that occur um so it was tooth and nail to get our medical bill to pass and um, i can understand that you know that's why it's interesting that texas is making moves to legalize medical i mean one of the bill's sponsors stated that his endorsement of you know christian faith is Absolutely. why he stands next to the cannabis movement is because it is it is a, a movement plan. beyond just money it's a social movement it's moral you can't put people in jail for possessing a flower Absolutely. If anything, we can handle it as a health issue just like the rest of the world but it doesn't help anybody to build prisons to put people in there who are nonviolent. It just and, I, that's and, not how i want my tax dollars spent never never and you know we we have our, our prisons that are uh closing in, in Colorado because they, they just don't have as many people uh, to put in them, which is, uh, you know, just a wonderful thing too. And, and actually I think they have another study that uh, like 40% of unwanted pregnancies uh, reduction since, uh, since the tax and regulate, they have other things too, you know, like free contraception and stuff like that, but it, it probably yeah, there's incredible metrics. Again, the, if you're objective about it, there's evidence. Yeah. I mean, I think um, California in the past 15 years or so built, 22 prisons, but built one new university. So I'm not really sure what that trend is supposed to indicate, but it indicates something to me. And it's not that we have a utopia. It's that there are obvious problems that we can solve, and we are actively doing so. And that's where standing on the platform of the brands that I work beside helps me articulate actual methods for people to engage. So they don't want to donate. They're not really sure where to donate, but they know that purchasing these products means that you're embracing the more professional side of the industry and you're ensuring that the right people keep their job and that this adds to the value overall of all the states that endorse cannabis 
as an economic decision. You know, and that's that's exactly the point. And, and you know, when you when you actually say you know the the more professional, um, you know, right. I would actually I would actually say that most cannabis users are. Um, you mm-hmm. know, we have a lot of very you know vocal individuals that that will you know that generally the the cameras tend to gravitate towards because it's a better story. Um, right. But in, in my well, my history, for, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you well, know, you no, look go- at the conferences. You look at the you look at the party atmospheres or the groups that relate to each other on cannabis versus those who relate to each other on alcohol or boxing or any of these oddly popular concepts. And it seems consistently that you rarely find fights that happen at a hemp fest or a high times cup. It's just, it's not part of that culture. And I think alienating cannabis alienates that side to where all these people go underground and their ethos don't become a part of the American experience. It seems like it's this counterculture when really the violence and the recklessness of alcohol should be the counterculture. That shouldn't be the typical form of celebration. If somebody wants to enjoy their vaporizer, by all means, go ahead. But if somebody in a hospital is having seizures and you can administer a plant compound that can help stop that, it really seems like those are two great arguments to ensure that everybody can approach cannabis confidently. It is absolutely a no-brainer, you know, when, when we can actually lend a hand and, and have a meaningful impact versus not doing so. And um, right. it's, it's amazing that, uh, that, that we actually are having this conversation the cannabis industry. I mean, and, and the thing is, is that it's always been that, that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the caregivers of the world. And, and it, these aren't necessarily new concepts. They've just been yeah. underground concepts, not to mention, yeah. you know, I mean, it was published, you know, in what, 1932 and, or 37 in, in a popular science that cannabis was the next cure for cancer. It was also published that it was going to be the next billion dollar crop hemp. You know, yeah, yeah, 1940s. Yeah, well, 37. I, it was either 32 or 37. You know, I, I, I have yeah, to. 37 look it up. is when prohibition really became something because of Harry Aslinger. But you have right. the article in Popular Science in 1941. That's when they called it the billion the dollar billion crop. Dollar crop. But, I mean, there's so many examples. I mean, there are a few things that I could show somebody from China in, you know, 3000 BC. But right. cannabis is something that they would be quite familiar with, and they would know how to utilize it. And I think that within itself represents the significant power that cannabis has for the human experience, to where you have hemp houses that are being built, you have ill patients that are getting out of the hospital quickly, you have angered individuals who are able to find a remedy in their, on their couch in their comfort zone. And so suddenly you start to see that cannabis deserves to have a presence in our popular culture, and it's not the Cheech and Chong concept. It's more of, you know, the doctors and the therapists and the people going through couple counseling and all these individuals that need to learn to be comfortable with their emotions and learn how to articulate. Cannabis gives people that second breath to where they can recoup and understand things from a new perspective. Um, I'd like to to circle back and touch on that. we we got to take a quick break. When we get back... Matthew Cote, uh, a, a luminary of, of the cannabis marketing industry and, and just an outspoken, wonderful individual when we get back. 
Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us tonight, Matthew Cote. Matthew, thank you again for joining us this evening. Um, no problem. Really just an enlightening, wonderful uh, uh, conversation. Uh, if we could roll it back real quick um, on, on a comment that you were making, I really wanted to, to have allow you a chance to, to finish your, your thought there. So I think one of the good moments of clarity that I had was I had a discussion with a family friend who's a psychiatrist, and she was out in California, and she was asking about cannabis, and I told her, you know, that I have my recommendation, that I use it quite openly, and then the conversation turned to, you know, she has a prescription for Wellbutrin, and I asked her, like, what's her diagnosis, and she was so bothered by me asking that question that I thought it interesting for her to be somewhat embarrassed, even as a psychiatrist, even as somebody whose job it is to diagnose an issue and offer a potential solution, I found it quite odd that she wasn't comfortable discussing it, especially with me, since I had just disclosed why I consume cannabis. So I think that cannabis gives you that freedom to take a step back, offer yourself a new perspective that isn't impulsively emotional and gives you the chance to articulate why you're thinking a certain way. I don't want to call it an out-of-body experience, but it is that second breath. It is the freedom to think again without instinct, without impulse, and wonder, why do I feel this way, and is it appropriate, and how can I move forward in the most constructive manner? It's not taking that first swing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's you know, more like, uh, uh, you know, turning the other leaf, you know, turning your cheek, yeah. you know, if anything, and giving yourself a, a reason and, and a, a real validation as to, to why. Um, you right. know, a person, well, two people have bad days. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there are two forms of leadership. There's the instinct and the emotion, and then there's the more deliberate response. So I really believe that cannabis gives somebody the three-dimensional view to where they don't just go based on the first thing to kick out of their brain, but they're able to articulate to themselves and have that internal dialogue and make a more systematic approach and answer. And it's quite unique that it's able to do that because it's also shown to kill cancer cells. And, and stop people from uh, having seizures and, and finding right. comfort in, uh, in muscular sclerosis and, and uh, tons of other ailments. So anyways, um, when we get back, Matthew More Cote, State of Cannabis Marketing CannabisRadio.com, and uh, Cannabis we Entrepreneur. We'll be right back with you, folks. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at KarcherInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Karcher Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. Growing green to generate more green. 
Welcome to The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman. Each week we plant the conversational seeds about cultivation and the changing climate of cannabis culture. We'll peel back the layers of benefits of the world's most versatile plant, from food to fuel, from remedy to resource. The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us tonight, we have Matthew Cote. You know, it's interesting. Uh, my, my, my wife, uh, she, she has a, uh, a nonprofit uh, called Mom Force. I was fortunate enough to be able to attend one of her. She was able to uh, have the, the first uh, actual uh, understanding cannabis class at uh, Maricopa Community College just uh, last month. And uh, mm-hmm. she was invited to go speak uh, to a, 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 a group of people uh, regarding Huntington's disease. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, basically just, you know, removing, as you said earlier, the stigma that, that becomes attached right. to, to cannabis you know, and, and it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, unfortunate that people think that it, it rots and ruins a person's brain. If anything, it affords a person enough space in their mind, as you said, to, to thoughtfully project themselves. It's, it's a wonderful thing that, uh, you know, 2016 is, is right around the corner. And, you know, there's, there's so many different initiatives. You know, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts about uh, what's going on in California. Uh, what, what's, there what's are a the, lot the, of groups. The, you know, the home base is rather crowded right now. There are a lot of initiatives that are coming out of the woodwork. A lot of people have the vision that they believe is the right course of action or the right step forward for bringing cannabis to more people in the great state of California. Right now, it's a matter of getting everybody cohesive so that those who need it for medicine can access it, and those that want it recreationally can access, or you know, adult consumers can gain access to cannabis. But I don't think it's the same paradigm. And I'm really adamant about ensuring that we don't erode the medical quality of cannabis or the medical conversation by simply assuming that medical was the first step towards legalization. That was never the case. It was simply safe access to cannabis for patients who needed it. Slowly society woke up to the concept of cannabis not having the detrimental effects that people assumed it was, and with Colorado sort of setting the bar and showing us how you could legalize it, and you could fund the police, and you could have a more cohesive societal experience with cannabis involved if you make sure that the citizens have their voice heard. So in you know, 2010, we had Prop 19 that failed because it wasn't allowing people to cultivate like they wanted to, and we're hoping that in 2016 we get the ideas correct and in order so that everybody's ready to get out there add their signature to the ballot initiative and then vote when it comes time. So, you know, that's, that's uh, something that's really important right there, the cohesiveness. You know, I know locally here um, we've, we've seen uh, – we currently have three initiatives that are filed. 
Um, one is to re-legalize all drugs, which, you know, I, I, <laughs> I you know, I mean, I understand That's the liberty sell. aspect. It's a hard sell. Um, we have yeah. our, our uh, Marijuana Policy Project initiative, which, you know, has, has legs, has funding, you know, has the highest likelihood and propensity to win. And then uh-huh. we have uh, another one that was just filed, uh, I believe, yesterday. And uh, it basically, it, from what I can read, it, it looks like a, you know, a copy and paste with a few tweaks. You know, I mean, a lot of people want to have a scenario where, you know, the uh, people that have gone to jail for cannabis-related uh, incurrences sure. are released. And absolutely, God, yes, you know. But, yeah, uh, you know, in, in the back of my mind, it has to be a separate argument. You know, it has to be something that that is pure and true unto its own argument. You know, I mean, we, we have bills that, that are, you know, 10,000 pages long and we promote one part of it. And, and really there's all these other additional writers and stuff that muddy up the water. And, and I, I, I really like the, the singular topic kind of, kind of yeah. engagements. And unfortunately our politics really don't allow for, for much of that to occur. It's interesting, you know. I mean, for for my background, I'm 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 the product of a nun and a hippie. You know, I mean, my my, mm-hmm. my father was a, a guy who hung out on Hate and Ashbury, and you know, lived in a commune up in Spokane. And my my mother was, you know, a nun. You know, in the convent, she uh, she wow. uh, had yeah, absolutely a Saint John's Hospital. Oh, you know, the, track. A, absolutely, you know, and and granted, she'd gotten out of the convent beforehand. You know, it wasn't like you know he just walked, walked right, in like right. some kind of stud or maybe dead. I don't know. You know, I never really yeah. asked that question. I guess. Um, it's a good Thanksgiving question. <laughs> well, unfortunately, they, they both have passed, so it's one that I, I won't uh, be able to ask. But, you know, it, it's it's a fun story, nonetheless, that nobody else gets sure. to say. <laughs> um, yeah. I was, I was raised never with a, a very open mind to things. You know, cannabis has been a part of my existence pretty much since mm-hmm. since I had a realization for myself. You know, who I was. Okay. You know, and sure. – for me, you know, um, medical was always just simply a path to legalization. You know, um, mm-hmm. at least that were the, the that was the rumblings, and I didn't really understand the medical aspect of it until afterwards. And my, sure. my mother, you know, she had she had actually passed from cancer, and um, Sorry to hear when that. I first had, well, it you know, it, it's one of those things, you know, and yeah, she had uh, when I started hearing the 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 the, the underpinnings of you know cannabis being you know, curing cancer, I was actually offended by it to begin with. And, uh-huh. you know, I, I wonder That's how many common. more, uh, exactly, you know, I wonder how many other people have just a, 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 a recoil from hearing that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and how do we, how they do we bridge that not, gap? How do we, how do we convey that yeah. message to people in a, in a manner that they can, they can understand it and not have, you know, a, a, a scenario that, that potentially they just don't sure. listen. Right. Well, you know, I've, been fortunate enough to be on Twitter and social media for years now, having that very conversation. And fortunately, it's in a public forum where I can send links and citations. And I found that the most structured argument, when concise, can be most efficient and effective. And for me, I've usually started with a study. For instance, there's a great one in University of Madrid, Dr. Emmanuel Guzman. He injected THC. That is the psychoactive component of cannabis. It's only found in cannabis plants. But delta-9 THC, when administered to cancer cells, made the tumors shrink half-size overnight. And they weren't quite sure what had happened. They didn't expect that result, but they did discover that THC stops, it stops angiogenesis, so that is when a tumor is growing in your body, 
it needs to pull nutrients from your body. And it does so by sending out tentacles or veins. Angiogenesis is that process. THC prevents a cancerous tumor from growing and stealing nutrients from your body. And then it also works through cell apoptosis. So it's kind of similar to the concept of the endocannabinoid system in that when you're administering cannabis, you're you're not abusing your body, you're just embracing a natural system. When you inject THC into a cell, you are not going to kill the cell externally. What it does is trigger a natural process called apoptosis, and that is programmed cell death. Any mutation or any DNA problem in any cell, your body is pretty efficient at killing those cells. THC puts radar up and says, hey, body, this cell is not supposed to be here. And because of that, the cell is told to kill itself and disappears from your system. So you're not having to shoot radiation at it. You're not having to poison your entire body with chemo to get that outcome. You're simply making your body more efficient at keeping itself healthy. And surprisingly, nature is really good at what it does. It seems that through our nutrition, through our stressed-out lifestyle, through the methods and means that we live our day-to-day lives, we don't really let our body spread its wings to the full extent that it knows how to and that it has for generations and millennia. Cannabis gives it the freedom to act in accordance with what should happen. Cancer is not a natural thing for your body. Therefore, there should be a natural remedy and course of action. If you're sick or undernourished, your body is unable. If you're eating a bunch of sugar, the tumor grows very quickly. Simply administering THC can help stifle that growth. And so that's why I don't like to use the term cure because cancer is a blanket statement. It involves a lot of different symptoms. But if you have a growth, if you have a tumor, like my father did in his throat, surgery is one remedy, or you could administer a phytocannabinoid and see where you stand. There are no negative health, no you know, negative outcomes, no risks, very few, and it's something natural. So you could really use it as a first course of action just as a, as a test before you go to a more extreme, more expensive measure. And so that's where I can confidently say that cannabis kills cancer, but I would not say that it cures cancer. And I think that using that different verb gives people a better level of comfort to say, well, what do you mean? Versus saying it cures cancer, they admittedly think, you know, you're just too high to understand what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, that's that's honestly that's a wonderful uh, uh, approach to to being able to to convey the message. Recoil that I had initially had, and then obviously the embracing that I that I have now for 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 the medical aspect. Um, you know, being able to share space with with uh, patients at this point that uh, you, you can you can see not only in their stories, but their eyes, you know, you can see before and after pictures, you know, I mean, sometimes, you know, uh, people that, uh, you know, and again, not necessarily myself, because it's been part of my, 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 my being throughout my entire existence, but for other people Mm -hmm. that might be just now getting into this, uh, this understanding, you know, it, it, the, the, I, I find that the, the harder fought, the better the champion. And, you know, sure. so I find myself in, in discussion groups um, with people that are absolutely obstinate to any, any uh, change in, in the status quo. And oh, yeah. uh, I, I see just as, you know, the, the interjections keep happening back and forth, you know, adding a new tidbit, adding a new, you know, study, even articles, right. um, uh, changing in uh, what they're accepting of. So anyways, um, when we get back, Matthew Cote, marketing luminary and uh, cannabis entrepreneur. We'll be right back with you, folks.
when we get back, Matthew Cote, marketing luminary and uh, cannabis entrepreneur. We'll be right back with you, folks. More State of Cannabis on CannabisRadio.com when we return. Get ready to hear something good about cannabis. Nurse Heather brings her eternal optimism and professional expertise to the stories of the day. Discussing current topics and events, making life's lemons into sweet lemonade, and sharing a tall glass with guests, friends, and her listeners. CannabisRadio.com is happy to present Good News with Nurse Heather, the show infused with compassion and love. Good News, only on CannabisRadio.com. Candid. Captivating. Compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Listen in as Dr. Dina, medical marijuana pioneer and inspiration for the award-winning TV series, Weeds, shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina, only on CannabisRadio.com. Setting fire to the stoner stereotype. Sparking up candid conversations with cannabis researchers, entrepreneurs, and advocates. Educator, author, and advocate Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Burning issues only on CannabisRadio.com. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us tonight, we have Matthew Cote, marketing luminary for uh, brands like Bang Chocolate, Anti Dolores, and uh, collectives Bloom uh, Bloom Rooms, San Francisco, MediThrive. We're at the end game right now. 2016. I'm going to say it again. 2016, and again, 2016. You know, we have a very big year in front of us, and in, in my opinion, we're in the end game, and it's either ours to win or lose. And mm-hmm. we need to to focus a lot of energies on on education. You know, and and not just education. But self-awareness of what we're doing when we're out and about, you know, what, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, what is acceptable and unacceptable, you know, I mean, we're, we're fighting to be able to not go to jail for a plant. Um, it doesn't mean that we need to worry about being able to spark up in a park, you know, it it is much bigger than that. And, um, you know, on that note, I, I, I know we're just about out of time, you know, Matthew, this has been a wonderful wonderful uh, uh, conversation that we've had. I'd love to have you on the show again. You, you're just a wealth of knowledge and, and you know, you, you know how to part the wheat from the chaff and, and separate the rhetoric. Um, wonderful stuff. I appreciate that you've been you having doing. me on. Uh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, just a wonderful time. You know, Matthew, thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. Folks, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this has been the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. Have a wonderful night.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.